You're listening to episode 18 of the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, creator of The High Life, a platform for spreading thoughts, ideas, and inspiration for ways to honor yourself every day. Each episode covers topics in wellness, mindfulness, and co-creation to bring greater levels of health and abundance into your own life. It has been a hot second on the podcast. I apologize for that, but it has been such a whirlwind moving myself out of New York City, going down to Florida for Easter with my family, and now back in Boston before I start my worldly travels. So I'm definitely in this like weird transition period right now, and I'm sort of getting my bearings around it all, um, including how to use this new microphone, which I'm kind of obsessed with because it's so damn tiny. And fun fact, when I was little and growing up, I was obsessed with really small things. So this is kind of giving my younger self um, a nod. (laughs) But it's really small and it doesn't have as many features and like adjustments on it, which is kind of nice. But that just means I have to sort of figure out how to get the best sound. So bear with me for these first few episodes where I nail that down. But I think it should be working pretty well so far. But anyways, yeah, we have been in Key Largo, Florida for the past four days or so, and my parents have a place down there that's actually where we've been spending most of our New Year's um, for honestly like the past like 10 years or so, except for maybe like one or two, but we've been going down there since I was like seven or eight years old for like my spring breaks. Um, and so we just got a place down there and it's super nice to have that. We're very fortunate. Um, and I got in a lot of vitamin D and it was just a great way to kind of shift out of being in New York. Um, and easing myself into this new sort of nomadic lifestyle that I am living for the foreseeable future. That is not to say that I am now going rogue and traveling forever, but for those who are asking, I have moved out of New York city, um, indefinitely. And I don't know whether or not I will be back at the moment. I'm not planning to be. Um, and that's mostly what I'll be talking about a bit in this episode. Um, but it, it just has been not a city that I feels feel truly resonates with me at my core of who I am and that is not to say I do not like New York City I love New York City I just don't know that I love it for me as my home um after you know this stage of my life and it really was the right place for me at the time when I moved out of college when I graduated college moved out of Charlottesville Virginia moved out of home and um started working and entering the real world and at the time as most of you know I was working in fashion and that was sort of where I was supposed to be and I didn't really give anywhere else a second thought really just from you know the internships that I'd had there from the mentors that I'd had the friends that are already in the industry I was always told you know it's a lot easier to start in New York and then go elsewhere than it is to start elsewhere and go into New York Um, And that was true both from a career perspective, but also from a lifestyle perspective, because if you're from New York, you know that your, the cost of living is pretty high and your money does just not go as far. And if I were to live elsewhere and probably get pretty comfortable living with more space and then move to New York city, I would have to seriously downgrade. 
And what I can say I'm grateful for now is that I'm very used to living in very tight quarters. So now pretty much anywhere I go, save for like a few other really expensive cities in the world, um, I will likely be able to stay in a more spacious place, which is a nice thing to look forward to. Um, but also now that I am not working in fashion anymore, you know, I sort of realized over the past like year or two that there really wasn't anything tying me to New York, to New York city. And it was one of the things that I felt like was kind of subtly, um, contributing to my unhappiness that I was feeling back in my old job. And, um, just like the past few months, you know, feeling that I was sort of tied down and, and it was holding me back from really exploring and living my lifestyle that truly aligned with who I am, um, which is, you know, at a somewhat slower pace and, um, more calming, just, you know, more nature focused. And I was just not getting that from being in New York. Um, it was very, very stimulating and which can be a really exciting thing. Don't get me wrong. And for a long time, I really identified as someone who thrives in a fast paced environment. And even now I will say that that's true, but I no longer see it as just, you know, thriving in the sense that I get the job done. Like, yes, I get things done when I'm under pressure, um, for sure, but that pressure isn't necessarily good on me. It's not healthy for me. And I kind of have like physical proof now that being in that kind of environment was really taking a toll on me, um, which I learned from my functional medicine tests and that I was, you know, pretty much on the verge of adrenal burnout, um, which I didn't even really recognize because, I didn't interpret my go, go, go lifestyle as stressful. I just sort of interpreted it as, you know, adrenaline and constantly, um, you know, feeling excited and motivated and wanting to do things all the time that even though that can, that can be a good thing that, you know, it felt like a lot of energy. It was really just, you know, cortisol energy. And I'm glad I caught that because it was on the verge of being, Um, you know, at the burnout stage where I was going to have super low cortisol and probably pretty soon starting to feel really fatigued and lethargic all the time. So I caught it at a good place um, to be able to start reversing that and getting back to, um, you know, a a place of energy maintenance, of adrenal maintenance, um, and keeping it at that equilibrium level where I have energy, but it is natural good energy and it's not that fight or flight energy where I feel like I need to, you know, do all the things all the time. Um, and I was also realizing, you know, being in a place like New York, while it has so much to offer in terms of, you know, health and wellness, everything is available to me, all these fitness clubs, all these healthy restaurants and all of these things. And, you know, one thing that it did sort of, you know, in a negative way, like one, of course I'm grateful for all those things, like being able to go out at any time and pretty much any time of the day or even of the night and and get the things that I wanted within, you know, walking distance. That was amazing. I will always appreciate that about New York, but it also sort of gave me an anxiety that I had so much in front of me to choose from that it made, you know, the fact that I'm horrible at decision-making in the first place, a much harder process. Um, you know, having all of these different options available to me, like the simplest decisions as to what I wanted to have for dinner felt like such a high pressure decision to make because 
I just didn't want to make the wrong one. I didn't want to order something and then regret ordering it because I knew I would have, you know, something else would have tasted better if I didn't like what I ordered or, you know, and the same thing went for clothes or for finding an apartment or where I took a workout class and just all of these things, just having so much available to me all the time was just taking a toll on me mentally. And I didn't even really think about it that way. Um, until, you know, I just more and more was taking breaks, coming home, um, just trying to step away from the city and realize like how much more at at ease and at peace I was when I removed myself from that kind of, um, environment. And, you know, when I realized that I wasn't working in fashion anymore, and on top of that, I never really had family in New York city. I never had my close friends there. And of course I developed friends, um, while living there and some that I'm going to miss terribly. And I know that I'll meet up with them very soon, either abroad or, you know, at some point down the line, I will surely see them again. But most of the time that I was living there, I didn't have super close friends. And a lot of my friends lived everywhere else, but New York. And, um, I just didn't feel like, it just never really felt like home to me. You know, I, whenever I would leave for the weekend or for a vacation and come back, it was never like a relief to come back. It was always kind of like a, 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 I don't want to say dread because that sounds extreme, but you know, I just wasn't, I just wasn't excited to come back. Um, and so that was kind of a red flag for me. And I honestly just didn't even really know where would I would go instead? You know, um, my parents would always kind of joke cause they kind of knew that New York was just not for me. And they probably knew before I even really knew, but they were like, Oh, so when are you going to move back to Boston or, you know, where's what's next for you? And I was like, I don't know. I would kind of just say, I'll be here as long as it makes sense. But I didn't even really know what that meant. Like what, what made sense and what didn't make sense. Um, and I guess I sort of, what ultimately I realized kept me there was the idea that I needed to have, this full-time salary, which, you know, I only could compare to the standard New York salary and, you know, what, what's considered a full-time salary is, is very different depending on where, where in the world that you live. But I was basing it off of New York standards. I needed to make a certain amount of money each year so that I could pay to afford to live in an apartment, um, that, you know, I wasn't miserable in that was, that was somewhat nice. Um, but it was, you know, it was to make enough money to pay rent in a city that I ultimately didn't even want to be in, in the first place. When I really, really took away all the layers, that's what it came down to. And I realized I don't need to stay here. And it's not about like me sticking it to the man and being like, I don't need this like full-time job or blah, blah, blah. But I mean, Ultimately, it just sort of was like this realization that to me, success is not about making a certain amount of money at the end of each year. It is about being happy and doing what I love and feeling motivated to continue doing that to the best of my abilities and feeling that sense of accomplishment that I have given back to myself, to the community to make this world somewhat of a better place, just like one person at a time. And to me, that is success. That is satisfaction. And that's what I'm striving for. So I would much rather live a life doing that where I don't necessarily have a, you know, a number on my bank accounts that I'm like getting every single month or every week or however often, um, you know, 
culminating in this certain lifestyle that ultimately I'm not even really getting to fully enjoy because so much of it is spent doing work that didn't really resonate with me. So I realized it was sort of a a combination of realizing that I wanted to work for myself because that was the only way that I was going to be able to continue to do the things that I well felt really, really passionate about full time and help others in the way that I wanted to help them while chasing my own, you know, my own dreams, my own goals and not pursuing someone else's goals. Um, and I've, you know, I've been kind of entrepreneurial spirited for a long time. I actually was, um, I minored in entrepreneurship when I was in college. And to that point, I was the first person in my college to graduate with an entrepreneurship minor because I forced them to create it. So shameless plug right there. But, um, so I always sort of knew that I wanted to work for myself, but I wasn't really sure in what capacity. And at the time I was probably something in fashion I thought, and maybe it still will be, maybe, uh, maybe it'll be like a yoga clothing line or something. I don't know. But, um, I always sort of knew in the back of my mind that I wasn't going, I wasn't, I wasn't built for, you know, climbing a corporate ladder or, having my name on the board of, you know, some already well-established company, um, or someone else's. And if it was going to be in a startup environment, like I may as well, it may as well be my own startup, you know? Um, and that's not to say that I haven't, you know, enjoyed and appreciated the jobs that I've had before. Like most of you know that I've been working at Pval for the last year and boy, that is such an amazing, amazing company to work for. Like I, cannot speak highly enough of the team there, just everybody, you know, Stephen and Rachel, um, to our president, Julie, to everybody on, you know, the email marketing team, just the, literally everybody was so supportive of everything that I was doing from the ground up. When I started there, I was the fifth person on the team. And when I left, I was probably like one of 30 and growing and counting. They're moving so quickly. The method itself is in amazing. It is, you know, so scientific, um, which is something I geek out over and I love knowing the science behind things and why things work the way that they do. And I am, I I genuinely can say that I will be doing PVAL for the rest of my life. I will always, always be an advocate for it. Um, and if you guys ever have like questions about it, like feel free to continue asking them. Um, so my reasons for leaving had absolutely nothing to do with PVAL. If I, you know, could really take what I was doing with me, I would, but, um, you know, it just goes to speak even more highly to the people that I was working with that they supported me in my decision to leave New York, to do this for me, to pursue the high life full time and just take it wherever it takes me. Um, so anyway, that was kind of a tangent, but, um, getting back to, you know, me leaving New York and, and what I'm, what I'm off to do now, basically I was like, okay, New York isn't my place. I could potentially go back to Boston, but I don't know if I'm going to love Boston. Um, just because, you know, I knew it as a kid, I didn't really know it as an adult. Um, but also, you know, why just go back to something I already kind of know, like why not try living in a new place? And I'd always kind of said when I was younger that I wanted to spend at least a year living on the West coast where I have some family and, the environment in California, like temperature wise was so ideal for me. Like I I find that I'm the most comfortable at a very specific temperature range. And that is about, 
you know, 65 to 75 degrees and nothing hotter and nothing colder. And so if it could be that temperature all year round, I'd be super happy. So in my mind, I always kind of had like California in my head. Um, so that's sort of where I had my initial intentions set on going, but to the same point, I hesit- I was hesitant to end one lease just to sign another lease in a city that I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to be. And especially when I had in my mind that I wanted to travel and see more places. For example, my sister lives in London, um, and I don't know how much longer she's going to live there. Um, I also, I studied abroad in Italy when I was in college, and there's just so many places on my bucket list that I've said, I want to go here, 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 and here. And I haven't been able to go either because, you know, well, mostly because I have a full-time job that I just had, I could not take that much time off. And I never took off any time between graduating and starting, um, a career to travel and do that. Like a lot of people are doing now. And I think that's something that's so, so smart because it's so true. Like the later that you get in life, you know, the more things that you have tying you down, whether that's a relationship, it's family, it's, you know, things come up, it's mortgages, it's having apartments, things that you have to look after and just more responsibilities. And while those things are all great, you know, it just, they, they do prevent you like it or not. They prevent you from doing the things that you have the freedom to do when you're a bit younger. And, um, you know, rather than say, you know, I'm going to put these things off until I have the, you know, a certain level of financial security or whatever to, to go and see the world, no, I think that's backwards thinking. Like I want to go and do and see these things now rather than wait, you know? I, the other thing for me is that I <laughs> a little bit of my personal life is I'm I'm very single at the moment and that's something that I used to kind of resent because I come from a family where all my siblings and my parents and a lot of my friends like found their person early on in life in high school and college or whatever and um I was always kind of like, all right, well, where's my person? When am I going to, you know, find my person? And I, you know, that kind of got to me for a while. But then the more I realized it, the more that I was like stepping into, you know, myself and what I was really passionate about, the more I realized like, you know, I don't even really have time for a guy right now because I'm so focused on what I'm doing and I love it so much that I just spend so much time on it. Um, that along with that, you know, it's, I should take advantage of the fact that I don't have someone that I need to check in with all the time or report back to or work around their schedule or, or their work. Um, and I have the flexibility to go and see the world and do that without having to work around anybody else. So, um, taking that to my advantage and, um, yeah. So, okay. Where was my train of thought going with that? So many tangents. Um, so yes. Okay. So I decided that rather than just settle down in a new city, um, unsure whether or not I would love it getting on a lease and then potentially also paying, you know, month to month while I want to do these travels, I decided that instead it made more sense for me to travel without, um, getting a new place just yet and figure out where I really want it to be. So, My plan is to go to all the amazing cities over the world where I do have friends and family and get to experience life a little bit in each of those places and figure out what really resonates with me. And so that includes some travel within the U.S. Um, I'll be going out to Denver, to L.A., to San Fran, 
um, doing that all the next month before going overseas. And I will stay with my sister in London for a little bit, kind of use her place as a base camp, if you will, for the summer and jump around to various cities in Europe. And from there, probably make my way east um, towards Southeast Asia. I'm planning to get my yoga certification, probably in Bali, either in the end of this year or early next year. And a part of me has also kind of felt this weird kinship connection towards Australia. So who knows, like maybe I'll get there and just decide this is where I'm meant to be. And glad that I saw the rest of the world first. So I really don't have any sort of set timeline on it. I don't have a solid agenda. I'm just leaving things really flexible and open-ended, um, which is something that is just totally unlike me. Like, like I said, I've always sort of had the next thing planned. When I graduated college, I had a job lined up already. I had about three weeks between graduating and then starting, you know, moving to New York and starting a job. And then when I left that job and then started at Pevolve, I literally, I, you know, quit on a Friday and, or my last day was on a Friday. And then my first day at Pevolve was that following Monday. And even before that, I was doing a little bit of freelance writing work for them. So the two jobs even overlapped. So I literally have had zero time to just, just wander and explore and figure my shit out and figure out who I am and what I want to do. And, um, while this isn't, you know, necessarily a journey to find myself. I mean, I will inevitably learn more about myself on this trip. Um, and I couldn't be more excited because I'm honestly learning more and more about myself every day. Sometimes good things, sometimes bad things. Um, not bad things, but you know, just things that I wasn't necessarily expecting, um, that I feel like I need to work on. Everybody has things that they need to improve on. Um, nobody is perfect. But yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of my plan. And along the way, I will be doing the high life uh, with me. I will be taking the high life with me is what I meant to say. I will be podcasting. I will be continuing to do amazing interviews, meet incredible people. I'll be meeting people in person that I haven't met in person yet, like some um, networking friends that I've met on Instagram and just through other means that I'm so excited to actually meet up with. And, um, yeah, I'm going to continue health coaching, although on a slightly different capacity. So I will still be doing some one-on-one clients, but on a smaller scale because my time will be a little bit more restricted. So, um, I won't be taking on as many clients, but if you are interested, you are still welcome to reach out and apply. Um, but some other really exciting things that I'm planning to work on are some group coaching, which I'm so psyched about. And I think a lot of you have expressed interest in, so I can't wait to share more details about that. I am working on an ebook. Um, a lot of you know that I have my current ebook, which is the take the high road guide. And honestly, I, I recommend that book for anybody who still feels like they're in kind of like a stuck place either within any aspect of their life, whether it's health or career or, um, relationships or just a general emotion and lack of inspiration or drive or, or direction. Um, it's full of activities and, um, you know, tools and, and, uh, basically journaling kind of thing that I went through myself when figuring out, you know, what sort of change in my life I needed to take. So I highly, highly suggest you, um, check that out. But my next ebook is going to be more uh, based on, uh, general lifestyle tips, things like, um, my favorite recipes, what I generally like to do to keep up my healthy habits, um, healthy habit creation, 
getting in movement, um, all things that I love to implement into my own life, but that you can also tailor as needed to your own life. So it's not going to be one of those eBooks where it's like, this is what I do and you should live like me, but just sort of to give you insights as to how I go about creating the habits, um, that I have or, um, you know, the diet that I have or the movements that I do, the workouts that I do, um, how I go about listening to my body so that you can listen to yours. Um, so yeah, so that's a gist of the e-guide that I am coming out with. So lots more details to come on that. Um, along with some other, uh, digital programs. So there's so much coming down the pipeline for the high life that I cannot wait to take with me. Um, and I really just feel like being, um, out there in different parts of the world is just going to broaden my horizons, not only as a person, as an individual, but as a health coach, I think, you know, being in the bubble that is not only New York city, but America is that our understanding of health is so, uh, basically narrow focused. I think there are so many other parts of the world where what they deem healthy or part of a healthy lifestyle is just so different from what, um, in the U S we deem to be healthy. And I just feel like it would be very ignorant of me to only preach something from, um, you know, this part of the world. So I'm really eager to dive into and insert myself in other cultures to learn their health and wellness practices. So I can then bring that to people in the U S but so I can also help bring some more life U S lifestyle based things to others who maybe don't have as much access to, um, health coaching, uh, cause it's still very much, you know, I think, a, a U.S. based thing. Um, so there's lots of different elements to it. So many reasons that I'm so excited. And I also hope that along the way, I, you know, I just sort of want to inspire, I hope to inspire anyone else who feels like this kind of transition or this kind of change in their life is something that they're thinking about doing to go a little bit more, um, uh, nomadic or, you know, just change up where they're living and they feel intimidated, like they're stuck where they are. I just want to encourage you that you are not stuck. If you feel like you are, ask yourself why you feel that way. Because a lot of the times they're just limiting beliefs that we have that aren't actually true. They're not physical barriers in the sense that we, that, you know, they, they are the things that are holding us back, but it's more about the assumptions that we make about our situations that hold us back that ultimately don't actually exist anywhere else but our minds. Um, so as I go along, I'm going to be sharing, you know, everything from where I am, of course, to what I'm learning to, you know, how my mindset really is shifting with all of this too. Um, so hoping to really share my journey from the inside out with you guys both here on the podcast and on the blog and on Instagram, of course, um, to just sort of give you the whole picture. Um, so hopefully this episode made some sense and gave you guys some clarity as to why it was sort of all of a sudden like pieced out from New York. Um, it was definitely not a last minute thing, by the way, this was a really like long time coming, um, move for me, but it just wasn't one that I was talking about actively, um, during that. And only because I just wanted to be sensitive to, um, the people that I was, you know, people I was working with or working for. And also because I wasn't really sure when I was going to make the leap and I didn't want to, you know, 
continue to talk about something that was potentially in the far off distant future. So I just felt like it'd be easier to talk about like once I actually made the change, um, made the leap. So yeah, um, that's pretty much all I had to say for today. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.